Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Uh, hi, this is Eleanor. And this is Kalina. And welcome back to the newest episode of the Fezco Fan Club. Oh, I do like that. You were right. Eleanor told me <laughs> she had something good to start the episode with, and I was a little nervous, but this is the Fezco Fan Club. You're correct. This is the one time you shouldn't have been nervous, I think. Yeah. I know, you're setting high hopes for the next time. Oh, God. Um, we're all going to pretend that it, this we definitely release these weekly, every Monday, like we planned, because it is a Monday, and it is a new week. We planned to release them. I don't think, I think it was our, because I mean, like you said, when does season three come out? 2024. They'll all be out before then, or we'll be dead, whichever happens first. Yeah, Eleanor was like, Eleanor was really confident last time. She was like, we'll definitely have this done before the the next season comes. And then based on our track record, I'm not as confident, but I am confident we will finish this book. Well, like Eleanor said, finish it or we'll die. So. Exactly. Um, But we are on season two, episode two. We did start with uh, season one. Like six weeks ago, I think. But mm-hmm. <laughs> for reference, Euphoria was still like all the episodes of season two hadn't come out when we started this adventure, and now it's been over for however long. It's a been bit, over a for bit, a bit, yeah. Like I'm looking at an episode description because I haven't rewatched this episode since I did the notes, and it's from January 18th. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, quick recap, Nate just got beat up. It was glorious. Not it was glorious. Not that I condone violence. I do. If anyone deserved it, he did. And if anyone deserved to do it, it was Fitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the episode starts with McKay, Maddie, and Cassie dragging Mr. Nate out of the party and into the car to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, um... First of all, one of the first shots we see is uh, Maddie leaning over Nate's bloody body and then Cassie doing like the exact same thing in tandem. And I don't like that. I know they're like Eskimo brothers or whatever you call it. We don't need to be reminded all the time. I don't know how we could have forgotten, to be fair. Exactly. They do not let us forget. No. And then... um, I'm going to assume we're taking on what Nate is thinking of when he's uh, high on whatever pain meds they give him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of um, Cassie's boobs. Mm-hmm. There's one shot of Cassie on a bear hide, completely naked. I said, not a commentary on Sydney Sweeney specifically, but I have seen too many tits mm-hmm. in this episode alone, in this show, just in general... Like, this episode, not even this whole episode, just, like, those three minutes of the episode. Yeah, it was a lot of boob for, like, a concentrated Mm -hmm. boob in those three minutes. It's like a montage of Jules and Cassie and Maddie, and they all come together. (laughs) Um, And then Nate has this little fantasy where he talks about well through rue 
uh, it's talked about how he he feels ready to start a family with Cassie. Um, this man is delusional. I know he's on this man is and he did just delusional. Get his like face literally beat in. But he did just delusional. get um, his stuff rocked, if you will. I I um, do love the Rue because as Eleanor said, Nate's like thinking of all these things, but it's Rue is describing it and are narrating it. And she's describing like narrating all these lovely qualities about Cassie and like how nice she is, blah blah blah. But all of as we said, all of the shot is like Nate and Cassie having sex, Cassie's boobs, mm-hmm. and like has nothing to do with the qualities that Rue is describing, or like her as a person, or um, Nate mm-hmm. seeing her as a person. Mm-hmm. Which um, spoiler alert: don't think he does. And then there's so in the in his little fantasy of starting a family with Cassie. They're both still 17. That hasn't changed. Don't worry. Um, she's just heavily pregnant and also flirting with his dad. And look, I don't want to say that Freud would have a field day with Nate. Freud would have a field day with Nate. I think we need to bring him back. I think we need to bring him back and just make him watch Euphoria. We don't want him to be And right. kill him again. Um, I think at one point Rue goes, Nate began to wonder if he had brain damage. 100%. He does. Not he does. Says, but like that didn't um, help. Also, Nate was, is, is like, I wouldn't mess up. Well, okay. Through Rue still, whatever. He's like, I wouldn't mess up a kid like my dad messed me up and that his dad messed him up and that his dad probably, yeah, you would. Even, you know what doesn't fix things? Knocking somebody up. And like even if Nate were like self-aware and trying to be a better person which he's not he's like fully aware that he's horrible and is fine with it you can't help it especially with how much his father jacked him up but like uh-huh. he's not and trying like, to be better yeah if you've tr- I think if you tried to be better he could be um, but his version of trying to be better is pretending he got Cassie pregnant and granted it's probably <laughs> the morphine or whatever drugs he got because he he got rocked, okay? But it's I, I also do think the foundation was already there. I don't think it's, it was like, you know how like people are like um, sober, drunk actions or sober thoughts or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was definitely already like there. The foundation was already there. Oh, yeah. Also, I, on a lighter note, um, when he was like imagining his like all-American family with Cassie, and yeah, I didn't even realize they are still 17 because I think his dad shows. I was like, are you all living at your father's house? Well, anyway, mm-hmm. Whatever. It's in literally his, just the same. Yeah. <laughs> in his all American fantasy. I said his haircut wasn't like, it was It was not not cute. Um, oh. And he did very much fit the boy next door fantasy, which I think is fun to indulge in sometimes. Not with Nate Jacob. Jacobs. But it is fun. And it reminded me of Callum Hood in, um, please don't ask me what music video. I just know there's a music video where he's got like, He's, he's wearing like a little sweater vest and he's oh, got really? a wife and kids and he's grilling stuff. And if ever, <laughs> anyone didn't know, I love Callum Hood. Eleanor made a mistake oh, the other day oh, boy. and sent me this video of Callum Hood imitating his father who's Scottish. And I, my favorite accent in the world is a Scottish accent. So it was the man I'm in love with doing my favorite accent in the whole world. And then I kind of had to just, well, that's all I talked about for a really long time after. No, Kalina, it's still all you're talking about. Yes, this is the, we're still in the really long time after. Anyway, that was Eleanor's own fault because she says I don't think I, I sent, sent it and you. then immediately regretted it. 
I'll be honest. I was like, Kalina would love this. And I was like, oh, no, Kalina would love this. <laughs> I don't remember if this is in his little dream. Back to Nate Jacobs. I don't remember if this yes. is in his little dream sequence. But I did feel like Nate Jacobs was kind of having a rebirth. And then I wrote something about a metaphorical baby. So I think maybe the baby he's having with Cassie. But kind of like the re I was hoping there was going to be like a, a metaphorical rebirth of Nate Jacobs where maybe he's not insane. Maybe, maybe, you know, like how he was crazy. Maybe Fez mm-hmm. knocked something. Knocked something tight or loose, place. depending on which way it was already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no. we will find that it's not the case. But I was, I was trying to give some deeper meaning to his delusion. There was none. There wasn't. He was just. And I, I, I think. Not to go back to a point I've seen all over the internet, which is there needs to be more than one writer in the writer's room. Mm -hmm. If there was more than one writer in the writer's room, perhaps it could have been a turning point. And not even like your man's a bad writer. It's just, it's good to have a sounding board. And like sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if like, obviously this is not quite the same, but like if you write, like when we were in school and you're writing an essay for a long time, if you stare at your, your own work long enough, you both think it's the best thing you've like ever created and also think it's horrible. So sometimes you need someone else to look at it and just just a fresh set of eyes. Make sure or, you're like, like still away. speaking English at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, you know, the little the little start of it. Um, have we said everything we need to say about Nate's little fantasy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they start school. Um, I forgot that they were in school at this point, but <laughs> it's the first day after winter break and Rue and Jules are kissing in the hallway, and it's there is this so cute. Beautiful. Okay, you and I had different. Um, oh, okay. Of that. Sorry. But yeah. there was this beautiful shot at the end of the. Jules looked really nice in this season. I think. I think she just looked fantastic. But there's this beautiful shot of her at the end of the hallway with the light like finally hitting her, and I thought that was good. But also, if I was a random student at this school, I would have been all over this. I would have been talking to <laughs> everyone about it. I'd have been like, "This lady's a drug addict," and this lady disappeared for a while and also remember the first time this girl showed up she sliced her arm open at a party yeah that's the thing nobody in the series is as nosy as they should be and like i know in rule's head in in rue's head the only people who exist are like her and her friends but like come on and like even when we get later into the season with like maddie and stuff maddie is all clearly very popular and like Mm -hmm. even if she isn't the most popular people know who maddie is they definitely would take notice of the things she's doing and then Rue and Jules Rue maybe not so much but Jules I think is adjacent enough to Maddie that people would care and then again the whole stunt she pulled when she first got there which I know was yeah. a while ago and also still. like it's a brand new town and she or it's a it's a small town and she's still the brand new girl yeah anyway they're kissing in the hallway and um Elliot rocks up and he's like hello Rue and Rue's like oh my god I've I've never spoken to another person in my whole life this is insane um ha- yeah, she was that's not- cr- you go here that's crazy she i wrote she i was like rue you're not convincing you're making it super suspicious <laughs> also i think oh. a little earlier um just because this is a personal a personal hang-up of mine is when they're kissing and stuff they're like i love you you it's been five minutes i know you all are homies like you were homies for a while <laughs> before you started dating but like <laughs> it has been five minutes. i love you because they finally got back together at the New Year's party. So it, it's been a matter of days. It's been, yeah. It's Maybe a week if we're being day. generous. Yeah. Calm down. Um, but anyway, Rue, again, yes. this comes back later in the season. But, like, maybe if she hadn't acted so suspicious, it would have been fine. 
Yeah. So Elliot comes up and Rue is like, this is my jewels. And the fav- my favorite scene, um, Elliot is like, oh, I didn't know you. And then what is, what is Jules? She's a, oh, had a girlfriend. And like, that, I just feel like Jules is so hyper-focused on mm-hmm. thinking that Rue is cheating on her that she can't see the bigger problem of Rue is actively on drugs. Mm-hmm. I know Rue has a lot of social anxiety and she doesn't act right. Mm-hmm. She, I, she is not acting right even for somebody who does not act right. This, I don't think it comes up as much here, but as we go on, I have a lot of issues with Jules and I think the running theme is she, at a certain point, is very clearly being willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I will delve into more eventually whenever we get to those next episodes. But they're at a certain point, like, yeah, you can write off some of Jules' behavior as she's being weird. And then remember, I don't know if it's this episode or the one before, but she was like, um, step one to doing drugs in secret, have a cover drug. So she pretended she was smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Like, to an extent, you could probably pass it all off as that or like, you know, just normal stress. Their relationship has changed. So maybe she's like, oh, maybe she's just being weird because we're... We've taken it to the next level, but like at a certain point, you you can't be a dum dum, and you're being a dum dum. Yeah, and, and yeah, like there's something's up, and I feel like everyone can see that except for you. And at that point, why mm-hmm. why are you not seeing it? Like I'll give her come the honeymoon on. phase. I think it's this, it's a stupid concept, but like I'll give her the honeymoon phase for a while. But like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, like it's not like Rue is not a drug addict. You know, it'd be different if someone who's never done drugs before was acting weird. Rue is a drug addict. She, that's yeah, a, that's and like that's not a issue. secret. Yeah. On a lighter note, I wondered if Elliot and um, Ashtray got their face tattoos done at the same place. Maybe Ashtray did Elliot's face tattoos because why does he have a face tattoo? Especially of the Apple logo of all things. I, that's a question I had to put to rest because every time I thought about it, my head hurt a little <laughs> bit more. Um, and then, and then, and then we then, learn. Oh. And then Jules walks off and I was like, homie, why are you crying? Well, it's been five minutes in this episode. She's crying already. And then like, well, then Elliot goes, was that just me? or, or well, I think Elliot, he goes, was that just me or was that super awkward? That was awkward. Well, yeah. yeah so what happened is Rue is thinking and she's like, I think I made that really awkward. And then, yeah, Elliot out loud is like, yeah, you made that really awkward. Which, that made me like him, but, like, obviously. Yeah. And also, I think, um, I think I've said this before, but I will say it again. If you need somebody to lie to you, you need to tell them that that's what they're doing. Because, um, Elliot knows that Rue is doing drugs because they were doing them together, I don't think Elliot... Elliot doesn't know Jules exists, so Elliot doesn't know he needs to keep that secret from... I mean, lie for you. Jules. You need to lie for you. Yeah, lie for you. Thank you. Yeah, you need to tell you them. Have to, you have to tell them. But also... Also, how I, did you I forget think... this man went to your school? But also... Because she was doing drugs that winter. That's but fair. also, right... To, to, there, I can see both sides of the argument, because even if I'm doing drugs, I wouldn't necessarily like go around telling other people he did drugs, but also, he saw them like kissing. He just probably assumes... Like, Jules is her, her girlfriend. Jules knows she's doing drugs. So, like, I, I think that's a fair assumption for him to make. But also, I don't really kind of care what company I'm in. I wouldn't be like, I oh, remember when we did drugs when we met, you know? That's true. It, But, I mean, counterpoint, if you're on drugs, you might say something like that. That's fair. You make a good point. I can't argue with that. 
We're going to move on to the um the one person who's giving Nate Jacobs a run for his money in terms of being insane. Cassie. Yes. Because I wrote down, if, if I, I would kill Cassie if I was Lexi and her room looked like that. Because they share a room and Cassie's room was not neat, to put it. Yeah, it nicely. was very, like, Cassie's side of the room was very messed up. And Lexi was like, when are you going to clean it? And Cassie was like, mm, I'm depressed. And it's like... Okay. Also, their house, every single time we've been in the Howard house, it looks weirdly big. And Well, it lo- it doesn't look weird. It looks like a normal-sized house. It looks too big for them to have to share a room. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like they're sharing... Well, actually, maybe they're sharing the master bedroom, which makes a little the bit of sense. The room is huge, and I do think there's a But it does, not, it does not look like it's a two-bedroom house no. from the outside shot. Uh, maybe one room is for Cassie's boobs. That's a good point. You might be right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cassie's like, I'm so depressed and she can't tell anybody why. And it's like, just just tell them. Get o- get it over with. Nobody Already your sister's fed up with you. So if you go like, oh no, I'm doing this one bad thing. She'd be like, at least you have a reason for acting like this. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got Maddie, I think Cassie was talking about like, abstinence or something and maddie was, oh yeah and i seem and maddie's reaction was more like are you trying to convince me or yourself about this whole abstinence thing because and i'm has, sorry has if you up at this point i i don't know i think so um but yeah they're like laying in a pool or something and cat and and cassie's like i read this article about abstinence and how being abstinent is like being in a relationship with yourself if you are 17 and you are having so much sex that you need to decide to go on a journey of abstinence you are having too much sex i stand behind that fully um like you can do whatever you want but like come on yeah I, do your math homework and then like don't try and like and then like, like maddie says something like oh you love being loved when cassie's talking mm-hmm. about like being in a relationship which i saw a parallel someone did with her and cassie and jules because i think rue says something similar to jules later mm-hmm. but like sleeping with nate while they were together would have been unforgivable even though you know they were kind of off and on kind of sort of always together i just i don't know I just have a lot of thoughts about them. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they're not good thoughts. No. Um, but yeah, so Cassie's sad. Also, there's this one scene where she has to go out to her front yard to talk to Nate on the phone, which is the most suspicious thing you can do. Uh-huh. And she's having a little breakdown and Lexi's like, or no, her, mo- her mom's like, Lexi, what's your sister upset about? And she's like, I don't know, I guess being single. And her mom is like washing dishes and looking out the window and goes, those aren't the actions of a single person. Go talk to your daughter, then. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're not... <laughs> I love um, Cassie and Lexi's mom, but also she's just the most chaotic person in the world and, like, not really doing anything to help her children. Or, like, when she does, it's kind of a little too late. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like her as a character. I think as a mother, there th- things... Mm-hmm. She leaves some things to be desired. Like, the, the mother part. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then uh, we learn that Maddie has a job. Yes. We learn um, because she's... No, go on. <laughs> she is hanging out 
in this gorgeous pool and she's talking on the phone. Oh yeah, Nate sends a text to Maddie after screwing Cassie, obviously. And he's like, I'm I'm in love with you. I want to get better. I want us to get back together. Blah, blah, blah. And um, so Cassie and Maddie are on the phone while Maddie's just lounging in this pool. And she's like, Nate said the sweetest thing to me last night. And then Cassie's like, Duh. but then the little kid saves the day and is like, can you hang out with me? That's what you're getting paid to do. And then Maddie hangs up the phone and she's like, I want to go talk to my best friend, whatever his name is, Trevor or something. Teddy. Maddie as a babysitter was hilarious. And I think she got to cosplay her, um, her dream of being a rich person who does nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Excuse you. They have names. It's a trophy wife. Anyway, yeah. yeah well, that's she what to, she wants to be. <laughs> she does. She's cosplaying being a trophy, trophy wife, which we've established already is Maddie's um, goal in life. Um, and then she's like trying on the mom's clothes at one point. And then the mom and the dad come home and she's like rushing to put all this, all the clothes back in the closet. But I don't that's know. That's the thing. Like, I, I would have to imagine she had to start after the little guy went to bed and before they got home. But like just lie to him about what time it is if you want to have your little fantasy so you have more time you know mm-hmm. like that's your fault for snooping around that close to the deadline also i was a babysitter for a while and no part of me wanted uh, granted i wasn't a babysitter for the most rich person in town like I, no part of me wanted to snoop around in some other person's closet um Ellen and I are very different. I like to snoop just on principle. Well, I like to snoop, but not on strangers. It's not as fun for me. I mean, it's when I was at Kalina's house, I was anyone. snooping. What were you snooping? I don't know. I just said that for the joke. I didn't snoop. Better not have. Kalina, half the stuff that was in your room was there because we had just rescued it from Ireland together. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I like to That's snoop. not true. I did steal a bobby pin from you. I stole your driver's license. No, I didn't. Eleanor left her driver's <laughs> license, and so now true. I have it. Um, yo, snooping is so much fun. I don't care who it is. I just like well to. Maybe to, it's not the I snooping. Like I think it's the 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 trying on the clothes. I think yeah, that's that the little, level yeah. I wouldn't get to. Looking no. around, I I would do. It's it's the the, the yeah, making it a little bit too yeah. active. Yeah, and that's like a little too because like you got to be very careful and put everything back how you found it. And I feel like this really especially because it wasn't like she was trying clothes. We're going to learn that Kalina's crazy very briefly. It wasn't like she was trying clothes on and then putting them back. She was just trying on everything and tossing it everywhere mm-hmm. to put it back later. And, like, that is not how you sneakily try on clothes. No. And also, she leaves a drawer open, but then that's just, like, never mm-hmm. discussed Regressed. again. I'm pretty sure there was a camera, too. I think there, I don't remember, I don't think there was a camera that time. Because there was the camera when she was trying on the purple dress, but the mom was wearing the purple dress this time, so I think uh, yeah. it was the next time. Mm-hmm. Which also doesn't matter. No, I've, okay, there's been a lot of storylines that were dropped, and right around when it ended, I saw a lot of TikToks that were like, oh, this is what they, you know, missed out. And a lot of the comments were saying, well, obviously, it's, it's a whole series. You can't expect every single thing to be wrapped up at one season finale. And, like, I don't expect it to be wrapped up. I expect big things like that to at least be mentioned more than that once. That is a rule we learned in 
in in like school like media classes is if anything you bring up on screen has to be relevant later Mm -hmm. or you don't or you shouldn't include it and like may yeah maybe it will be relevant way later but i think in there's too many things like okay obvious we're gonna talk about murder shows for a second and a lot of them like in bones or what have you they have like you know, the, each episode they talk about a case, but usually for a season or two, there's one killer who's just kind of evading them the whole season. Mm-hmm. But you can know that he is a big season-long thing because every couple episodes, he gets mentioned. And usually, you know, for however many seasons, there's one or two episodes in the season that are just dedicated to the overarching thing. Um, Mr. Sam Levinson is just creating these big bombs and hiding them and then just ignoring them the rest of the time and if you wanted to come back later you can't you you have to give us a little bit you have to remind us a little bit you don't have to tie it up all in a bow in one go but at least you know hint at it a little bit you can't just say and also there's a camera watching her this whole time anyway and then yeah never even hint at it again I don't remember where we were. Um, the what I have written down here, which is the worst thing Maddie's ever said, is she goes. I think they're in the bathroom and Cat's talking about. Oh yeah. Kevin, and Maddie goes, "I feel like I would look so sexy pregnant." And then Cat goes, "Maddie, please don't get pregnant." And then BB says the best line in the series. I know I've said that before, but uh, she goes, "Remember when I was pregnant?" And Maddie goes, "It wouldn't be like that." <laughs> I love BB. I know Kalita does not like BB. I love BB. I think she's the funniest character. The only thing I like about her is when you you used her as further support for the show taking place in Florida, and I was like, wait, no. And I was right. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Kat is like they're in the bathroom and they're talking about Ethan, and Kat's talking about like the Rue's narrating, and so like Kat thinks Ethan's really sweet, but she's kind of getting bored with him essentially, and then we get this really weird fantasy scene. Where, a, like, a Dothraki warrior from the show Game of Thrones shows up in Cat's bathroom and then stabs Ethan and then has sex with Cat. And I wrote down, knock off Jason Momoa. I said, Cat's fantasy is creepy. No one wants a man who looks like that. And then Ethan deserves better. Yeah. Like, I think, but I think Cat obviously very much lives in her own fantasy world. Because, you know, she's doing stuff online versus who a real cat is so i think cats like i think she talks a big game but i don't think she could handle anything that she's actually looking for like i think someone Mm-mm. like Ethan oh, is no. perfect for her but she's like i'm big and bad and blah. but like no you're not because like if it came to it in person you wouldn't do you wouldn't do any of this stuff like you're you're too scared to break up with someone that you clearly don't like you're not gonna have sex with somebody who just killed your boyfriend while you both look at his dead body like mm-hmm. Also, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't like that. I, part of me is disappointed by Kat. And then, and then it's, it's, they like, so that's Kat's little fantasy. And then they come back to the bathroom and, um, and Maddie's like, so he just ripped your clothes off? And Cassie's like, and no, not Cassie. Cat's like, mm-hmm. No one, no one's going to oh, yeah, believe that. Oh yeah, she's trying to that. convince everyone that Homeboy's, Ethan did that. I'm like, no. Homeboy's built like a green onion. <laughs> He's a <very laughs> Which is not boy. a bad thing. And he is definitely my type. He is more my type than any other person on the show. 
No, he didn't. Unfortunately <laughs> for everyone. Actually, no. My type is fist. That's not unfortunate for everyone. Yeah, that's... Well, that's unfortunate for me because I have to hear about it, but I was yeah. going to say, unfortunately for everyone, my type is either Nate or Elliot, and I don't like either of them as a character. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in practice. But no, it's Fez. Fez is the man. Fez is the man. Oh, oh also, there's a... I think this happened before... No, no, no. Sorry. Af- right after... The timeline is very confusing for me because a lot happens all at once. Mm-hmm. And, like, remember um, how they don't address plot lines, but then also they address 15 plot lines at the same time? Mm-hmm. So they could squeeze one more in there about the camera. I think this has already happened, or it's just happening right now, but Cal Jacobs, Nate's dad, goes to the Howard household. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who beat up my son? Oh, yeah, and that's happening now. It's ha- Okay, perfect. Because I, I have some notes, but I don't know if that's about that or about something else. Yeah, I got one, too. Uh, if you deli- dislike your kid, that's sort of your fault, which is a quote. I don't know. If yeah, she said, if you dis... So, uh, basically, Cal's parents are c- cuddling, which is weird. And his mom's like, I just don't think somebody would have hit him unprovoked. And Cal's like, that's kind of mean. And she's like, well... And... Zendaya Rue as on the voiceover mm-hmm. is like, you know, if your if your kids don't like you, that's one thing. But if you don't like your kid, that's your fault. And like, yeah, that's it is. your fault. And then yeah, so Cal goes over to the Howard house and he's like, "Who beat up my son?" Blah 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 blah. And like Lexi and Cassie are sitting at the table, and Cassie's freaking out because you know she's in love with Nate. And like Cassie, the man's she's not Cassie. that great. He's he's getting. Him getting beat up and going to the hospital, I feel like, was a sign from the universe and a chance to act like nothing happened. You know how easy it would have been to not speak to him again after that and just be mm-hmm. like, that was a mistake. Hope, let's, I'll just hope he forgot well, it and all his head getting smashed in. And we'll move on. That's the thing. And when he was sitting at the table threatening them, Cal was like, well, I, where I could call the sheriff and he like name dropped the sheriff. And he's like, and have everybody tap your phones. And then we cut to how the day before Cassie had texted Nate, I think us having sex was a mistake. And then Nate immediately called her and was like, never put that in writing again. That's not worth it. If I were Nate, I would have pretended to have amnesia. I would have been like, what do you mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I would have moved on. I wrote a note that said, um, I don't have the patience to deal with it, Cassie. No. Oh my I don't remember I don't, what that was about. I don't know how Maddie did it because Maddie, and then we get um, a great compilation of Maddie because Cassie's Maddie very worried that Maddie's people kill her. Oh yeah, because Nate says, um, you know, if Maddie finds out she's going to spend her whole life trying to kill me, but she'll actually kill you. She's <laughs> like... That's not and, worth it. But anyway, no. <laughs> and then also Cassie knows this because her she's best friends with Maddie. But like we get young Maddie slamming some girl's head in the locker and the, like the door of the locker and saying something about she, um, how she was a racist. Um, she slammed another girl's face into the window of the school and said, "Sorry, what was that? I couldn't hear you." I I said Maddie said these hands are rated E for everyone. I I said her. I said Maddie is a girl boss. Maddie is a girl boss, and like again. Even if you take Nate's horrible out of this, why would you mess with someone like that? Because, you know, mm-hmm. th- those are people like even probably... mess. Even taking out the fact that she's your best friend, she's kind of scary. Yeah, and, like, those were people who... Uh, I'm saying keep in the fact that she's your best friend. She was doing that to people who she 
didn't know and didn't like. Imagine what she's going to do to you. Because um, betrayal cannot come from your enemies. It, com- it can only come from your friends. So, like, she trusted you. Especially as we go further on. I think what was the worst part is not even so much it was Nate. It was that Maddie was talking to Cassie about... Like, remember how Eleanor said she was on the phone with Cassie while she was babysitting? Be like, Nate, t- t- texting me the sweetest thing. And, you know, Maddie's obviously having a crisis about whether or not to be with Nate or not because she realizes he's bad for her even though she still loves him. And Cassie's there as a supportive friend and to find out that that whole time you're going behind her back. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. It's just... And, like, I appreciate that... At least, I don't get the the feeling that the show is trying to paint Cassie as a victim or, like, as the person to sympathize with. No. But like, can we can we maybe portray her as somebody with common sense? But like, she case? lost all of that. I don't know. She slept with Nate Jacobs and then common sense went out the window. <laughs> I guess. And like, there's no way. There's no way he's that good. There's. It's just not possible. Mm-mm. Especially because with all you have to put up with. Mm-mm. Um. Also. Um. So after the backtrack a little bit after the um the rue and jules thing where jules like runs away crying she goes in the bathroom and says hi to cassie and her saying hi to cassie is kind of what jump starts cassie's whole story and then we go back to her coming in and jules goes in and she sits on the floor of the school bathroom she gets in a stall and puts her whole her whole butt on the floor of a public bathroom it's a very fancy looking public bathroom to be fair. It looks clean. I would have to be so devastated. I you would have had to just kill somebody in front of me for me to be sad enough to sit my whole body on the floor of a public bathroom. I think she feels things a bit more intensely than we do. Nobody feels things more intensely than me, Kalina. You've met me. That's fair. Even at my drunkest, I would never... S- Could you imagine sitting at the floor on Icon? Ele- That's the same vibe I'm getting. I would go step foot into a public restroom. That's fair. Which I would not. I haven't used a public restroom in years. I don't believe in them and they're gross. Thank you. I also didn't use Air- water for a while for that reason. <laughs> but don't do that. Don't do that. Um, oh, and then, here we go. Uh, Jules said something about i don't remember what but she was like oh i'm grounded i have to get home you know right after school i'll be grounded for even longer i am so glad somebody on this show gets grounded i am oh jewel's dad is i think the best parent in this whole show mm-hmm. and we don't get to see nearly enough of him and that yeah he... remember in the first season they were talking about how rue was like i don't know she was doing the narration and she's like, I don't know what Jules' mom did, but it had to be pretty bad for her father to get full custody. Which we mm-hmm. talked about in a different movie before. That wasn't, I don't remember which one, but like the dad had full custody of the kids and like it's, it's very hard for that to happen. Well, yeah, he like grounded her, which is good and probably necessary. And she seems to like, at least respect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is she... Didn't probably ruin that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she, I, I like that 
I, I touch on this a little bit later. I think being a little bit scared of your parents is okay. And you not, living in fear of your basically what happens is we get, I'm going to jump forward because I'm talking about this already. <laughs> we get it, Alexi gets a little part and um, she talks about how she's like usually too scared or too timid to do things. And there's mm-hmm. a scene where she walks in on Rue doing drugs and Lexi's like, I think you have a problem. And it's yada, yada, yada. Basically, Rue is like, what are you going to do? Tell your mom. And Lexi's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you don't stop. And Rue's just like, you should be a little bit. I'm sorry. Granted, her brain's a little messed up. Her brain's a little foggy. You should be a little bit scared of your mommy finding out that you're just doing full on drugs. I said, I think Rue should be scared of her mom. I don't know if that's a failing on Rue's part or her mom's, though. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with her mom because at the end of the day, she is the parent. Yeah. And and if you instilled that, like, fear young, like, again, you shouldn't be terrified. Not even, people. like, fear isn't really the right word, but, like... It's, it's like, respect, but, like, a little different, you know? Yeah. I think, at I least, think the, the drive to not disappoint them in that way i guess yeah and like no offense to rue but she she's more than disappointing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh, and like not to we're we're not trying to paint it that it's all rue's fault because clearly you know addiction is a disease and she's not control in control of all of her choices by now Yes, and also it's not all her mother's fault because at the end of the day, Rue exactly. did decide to do the like we said with Jules leaving. Like Rue did decide to do the drug, but mm-hmm. like there's definitely it wasn't like an isolated incident. You can't you can't look at taking drugs and becoming a drug addict as an isolated thing either. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not an easy situation for everyone, but I do think that you should be a little bit scared of your mom mm-hmm. or your dad, whoever your primary parent is. Um, at least scared enough to not be um, snorting coke in their house. Maybe that's a respect thing for me. Maybe I'm the crazy one, but like. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to join you on the crazy train. Then. I feel like that's a that's a solid rule. Don't do cocaine in your parents' house. Um, it's just a little disrespectful. A little even, bit. If they, even if they don't care. It's just, I just think that's a little rude. Oh, and then we get back to our favorite person. Faye. Faye. Oh. Oh. I was gonna say Basically, Fibs. I mean he's there too. Uh Faye pushed somebody off a balcony for no reason. And Faye's boyfriend texted Ash texted Fez and was like, Hey, you need to take custody of her and um Yeah, they really did just pass her around like like someone's <laughs> pet or something. And uh Fez picked her up outside the dumpster uh behind the new Taco Bell. Oh which I'll be honest, is one of my favorite ways to describe places. Like, <laughs> in my town, a couple years ago, we got a new Starbucks. Um, and oh, so yeah, there's the, the old Dunkin Starbucks Donuts. and the new Starbucks, even though if you're standing outside the um, old Starbucks, you can see the new Starbucks. <laughs> but, like, it is a very, it's a very <laughs> fun way to refer to things. Um, in Limerick, they opened up the Starbucks. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? This is exactly what I'm talking about. Sorry, yeah, that's my favorite. My <laughs> that is my favorite thing they've ever done in Limerick. Um, I somehow the 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 old Starbucks is still somehow always busy. 
Mm-hmm. And the other one, they're never both has always busy. No, which is... I, every t- the other one's never busy enough to me. Like there's, there's never. It, it is now. People have now realized that it's there, okay. and it's, it's on the main street. Whereas the old Starbucks is like up in the corner. So I thought the the main street one would be more popping. But when they first opened, it was just. I will say that like they both look very very similar. And I was going to get coffee with someone, and they were like, "Oh, we should go to the Starbucks with the windows." Do you know how unhelpful that we were both sitting in <laughs> a different Starbucks for fifteen minutes? <laughs> oh. I was like, just say new or old. That's that, that works. Anyway, and clearly it worked with Faye. She was outside the dumpster, outside of the new Taco Bell. <laughs> but um, kind of kind of going back to Lexi, I might be jumping a little bit, but I I'm here in my notes. Yet the timeline got a little bit confusing for me at this point. Yeah. Um. Alexi, so kind of when Rue's like, what are you going to do? Tell my mom that I'm doing drugs? And then she's like, yeah. So Alexi's kind of like tired of being too scared and too shy to do things. So after Cassie tells Cal Jacobs that Fez beat up Nate, Lexi goes over to Fez's store to warn him. Um, but then she gets there and she sees Faye sitting there on the counter. And she, because um, Le- Lexi and Fez are like, kind of like a will they won't they kind of like you know like they the last time they yeah the last time they met each other they were heavily flirting and because clean and i have seen the rest of the episode we know now that fez and uh lexi had been texting since new year's so Mm -hmm. right now it's probably a good week or two of essentially non-stop talking slash flirting Mm -hmm. but um yeah so she goes over to like warn him and then Faye's there so she's kind of like oh I just came to get a drink and she's just she just turns around and looks at the nearest <laughs> freezer section and Fez is like that's the malt liquor and she's like yeah I know I know uh but then Cal Jacobs shows up and everyone's like super worried he's gonna do something to Fez but then he just we also Cal Jacob has a gun we saw him yes. take a gun out of his out of yes. his car before he came up to the thing oh and then also in the when he was at the table at the 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 Howard house he was he was threatening Cassie like he mm-hmm. thought Cassie did it mm-hmm. and like yeah i guess good for you go, identifying the weakest link and going after her but like also she's 17 yeah. um and your kid sucks Listen, like, I know Lexi was like, I just, I knew Fez. I thought I knew Fez and he seemed nice. I don't know why he would, how he could do that to Nate. Um, He was nice to you I because do. you're nice, Lexi. He beat Nate up because <laughs> Nate deserved it. He beat up Nate because he deserved it. Homeboy had that coming a long time. That's called karma. Oh, yeah. Uh, how could Fez be so kind to her but so violent to Nate? Have we met Nate? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you ever been violent to, to Fez? No. So homies g chilling you know mm-hmm. also the reason one of the big reasons that fez beat nate up is because nate just like didn't care that his dad was just out there sleeping with children which you know what that's not good Mm-mm. listen i could talk forever about nate and getting beat up and why he deserved it and why it was the best thing to happen in this whole show but I think we all can agree that that was the best thing that happened in this whole show. And he deserved it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you want to hear Kalina talk about it for an hour, check out last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get, and then... Ruth's oh, sorry. To, no, you go. I'm so sorry. Um, when we get the little 
uh, uh, scene of Lexi. Uh, Rose says something in the voiceover where she's like, you know, Lexi was tired of, of being timid or whatever. We get the best song on the Euphoria soundtrack. It's Haunted by Laura Leth. And it plays while Lexi has her little bike ride to the convenience store, I think. Mm -hmm. And she's in this, like, all-black getup. She looks so good. This song is so good. Oh, yes. I I wrote down, you you have to have a Bad B playlist to get Bad B stuff done. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's such a good song. I have listened to that song so many times since I heard it. Um, The opening line is... Do you think it's cute that I'm so F-word. stupid? Um, <laughs> so good. Then next we get back to um, to the man yes, the story. who's very quickly becoming one of my least favorite characters. I both um, I don't hate the guy, but I don't love him as much as everyone else seemed to. Um, but Elliot and Rue are like in Elliot's room smoking. And my favorite thing is Rue's supposed to be an NA, and so I wrote down, I had NA, so I went to smoke weed with my drug friend who helped me not go into cardiac arrest the first time we met. Because yeah, that's what I she mean, did before she went to Narcotics would you do? Anonymous. Now, they, were, they, they had the song right down the line playing, and he was playing the guitar along to that song, and I was like, maybe Elliot's cute. Maybe I guess he's definitely cute. cute. It's just whenever he does something or says something or sings something, <laughs> it's on the screen for longer than thirty seconds. <laughs> it, it it gets right. Oh, and then Rue. I thought this was really funny, but also a good point. Rue says, "I think Rue says because Elliot's like says to Rue, oh, I, um, I think do you think we're bad for each other? Or do you think I bring out the worst in you, or something like that?" Mm-hmm. And then Rue says something about. Which, according to this little article I have here for the plot, um, is also a question that Jules' father asked Jules about Rue. Yeah. Um, but about like bringing out the yeah the what they bring like, out in each other basically. Yeah. But um, Rue, so he's like, do do you think we're bad for each other? Blah blah blah. And Rue says something like, drugs are the only way I could be myself at some point. And that reminded me of that Pete Davidson bit he does about Kanye on SNL, where I remember Kanye was like, I'm off the drugs. Mm-hmm. This is the real me. And Pete Davidson was like, take them. Take them. If, Pete Davidson was like, That's if, why I they're there. A, if I got on a plane and my pilot was like, I'm off my meds. This is the real me. I'd get off the plane. <laughs> I would not get on that plane. And like, I think while I thought my point was really funny, I also think that's a very good point about like. I think Rue obviously has a hard time being herself and being with herself in, in you know, in both of those. Mm-hmm. And when she's like, I'm on the drugs because they make me feel better. But like, it, it's the opposite of Kanye. But the same point still stands. Whereas like, you are, you're not like, it's not like medication she's taking. You know what I mean? You sometimes have to learn to live with really? yourself. Really? And then, I mean, like, it's, I mean, like, the Adderall to help her, to her heart. <laughs> technically. Uh, technically. For someone. But, like, sometimes you have to learn to live with yourself. And then sometimes when you're taking, like, antipsychotic medication, that's okay because um, it's, it's probably impossible to live your, with yourself without antipsychotic medication. You see? Mm-hmm. So, like, again, the, the Kanye and Rue are on opposite ends of this, on the spectrum, but the point still stands that, like, it's okay to admit you have a problem and it's okay to admit you need help. And I do think, like, I, I will say, 
it it is a good depiction of because I mean uh, I recently had a family member die of a drug overdose and my mom and I were talking about him and the he started taking drugs at like 12 and so my mom was like you know if you start that early you don't have a chance to like you don't know who you are because you've mm-hmm. never you've never had to just hang out with yourself mm-hmm. without the drug so i as like as frustrating as it is to watch and however much you want to shake some common sense into her i do think it is a good depiction of mm-hmm. kind of how like a, how an addict thinks yeah I it's still annoying, have... and she's still too young to be doing all of this. But we, you know, we, we I, did I jump do appreciate ahead it a little bit with the with the gas station scene. But um, a little bit, I, Elliot and Rue have like this really st- stupidly deep conversation. But like somehow they had good points because then another another what happened is I had seen a lot of these quotes before I saw the episode, and I thought they were dumb. But at one point he goes, "What's a bigger feeling than love?" He says it to Rue, and she goes, mm-hmm. "Loss." And I think that's a bigger feeling, but it's not necessarily greater. If that makes sense, like it like. I wouldn't put them on one higher than the other. Like, I think it can feel, I think loss can feel bigger because loss, absence feels more, it's more noticeable than I think being there. Mm -hmm. And loss is obviously absence, whereas love is more than likely the love is there. If that makes sense. Um, Yeah. But also a kind of interesting, like not one big thing, but a bunch of little things to make them addicts, which we've discussed before. It's not, this wasn't like, her, like, I don't think her father dying, I think her father dying might have been, like, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. She but says that, but the... didn't she get her first oxy from her dad? So if her dad was exactly. never sick, it is possible that she, she would not have at least had that one. No, but it's also possible, I mean, there's another timeline where her father got sick and she never took his, ox, took his oxy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, well, that was probably what sent her into full-fledged addiction, she took Doxy while her father was still alive. What kind of led her to do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, oh, I think definitely Rue's a little, a little, a little, a little tortured. I don't think even yes. if her father was alive. Yeah. Unfortunately, things were not always working out for her. No, like uh, she might not have been a full fledged addict, but like she definitely would have been dabbling. Dabbled. <laughs> but um, this is where I wrote: How does Jules not know that Rue is doing drugs? It's because she does not want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the only reason at this point. And then I don't know what this is about, but I wrote down if my man pulled the I love you more card, I would hang up the phone. I'd been like, oh, go- going through a tunnel. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Cat uh, is in the bath as as you are when you're on yes. the phone with your boyfriend. And they're he like, I know. love you. I love you more. And then uh, Ethan's like, I love you more. And then Cat just hangs up on him. Yeah, I would hang up. I would hang up the phone. I'm like, cat. just, I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy. I, that's one of my favorite scenes in Friends. I think it was Ross comes back with his girlfriend, Julie, from that dig in China. And that's when Rachel, that's uh, Rachel has realized she loves him. And he's on the phone. He's like, no, you hang up. And then Julie's like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. And Rachel takes the phone out of his hand and hangs up the phone. And when he looks at her, she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> my no thing is like. all that. Kat, you are, what, 16, 17? If you're really that unhappy, just break up. You guys are not mm-hmm. married. You guys do not have mm-hmm. six kids you need to try to mend the relationship for. Just, he's a very nice boy. 
Mm -hmm. um, instead of I just beating yourself up about not liking him, which I can understand as like a, you know, you really want to, to like him because he's so nice. You don't. It's not working. Guess what? You have another 40 years of life to find somebody it does work with. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot she... of um, angry hand gestures for um, <laughs> those who do not have access to the video that we didn't record. <laughs> if you're not tapped into our FaceTime right now. <laughs> um, but then she's like making a pro and con list, which I do think is the best way to solve anything. But also I saw someone say this and I agree is if you got to make a pro and con list about your man, <laughs> leave him. Mm -hmm. And like, usually that's for someone who sucks and like Ethan's great. But like, yeah, if it comes to the point where like, this is another person who you're supposed to love and respect and want to be with, and you're making a pros and cons list about them, just break up. Mm -hmm. And then isn't it, isn't it also friends where they make a pro and con list for Rachel and she finds it never turns out well. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Like, how do you explain that in a way that doesn't make you sound insane or like a terrible person? Also, like, she can't think of any cons, but the biggest con is that she does not like him. Yeah. There is no connection there. It does not matter how pretty and funny he is. Also, dump him and then send him my way. But, like, <laughs> if you don't, if you feel nothing, just cut it, cut it off. It's okay. And then we, it's okay. Cat's, like, depressed and... She's like, no. Oh yeah, this is when I stopped taking notes because <laughs> I I could not I could there not. There was do like it. this weird montage, right? I guess she's like online while she's sitting in her bed depressed. And all these like wellness and like health and lifestyle influencers like pop up in her room and are talking to her and they're like, You can do anything you want and you're great and you're beautiful. And Kat's like, Yeah, no, I know that, but like I don't feel that way. And basically they make her feel bad for not feeling that way. And she's like, I'm like, I I know that, but like, I kind of need to get from point A to point B so I can feel better. And they're just yelling at her. And I believe in the everyone is beautiful and you should love yourselves. But like, also, I thought it was a good point in the sense that it's always skinny and generally white girls promoting that you should love yourself. And the example I wrote down here, and no hate to her, but it's Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron's mm -hmm. always like, everyone's perfect and life is so beautiful. And blah, but like, look at her. And also it's she very edits easy. her pictures to where you can barely tell it's Dove Cameron and it's only getting worse. So like... Yeah, but like, not even that. Like, it's very... And not to... I'm not saying like, people who look like that don't have body image issues or haven't experienced, you know, criticism in any way. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But to, for the most part they've probably experienced it less the industry mm -hmm. and the beauty industry is a tad more catered towards them so it's a little bit easier for them to get on a quote-unquote high horse and be like you should love yourself and everyone's beautiful yeah you're a size two and look like <laughs> the manic pixie dream girl from every movie in the 2000s it like not all of us look like that my thing is like i've seen on tiktok um a couple weeks ago there was this thing going around it was like people were like the, the internet lies to you. Social media isn't real. And then it was people who have it, just editing their photos to be just they'll give themselves beachy waves and they'll give themselves full faces of makeup. And then mm -hmm. the completely edited picture is what they'll post. And they'll be like, see, social media lies to you. You're the one that's lying. Mm -hmm. You know how you cannot. You, just don't do that. Just don't do that or. I, I always, I hate bringing up that point, but I think about it all the time because every time I see someone online who's like, everyone's beautiful, it's like, yeah, but you're also conventionally attractive. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to, to say that when you yeah, are when already you are the starting. Mm -hmm. And then they go bowling. Also, 
And then they go bowling, which is I a perfect bowling. date, except for poor Ethan. Um, basically, <laughs> Ethan's like, do you want to go bowling? And Kat's like, yeah. And then Kat invites every person she's ever I met. I don't know why she agreed. I was, the, I was like, why did you say yes to this? Exactly. Just... <laughs> she's sick. sick. Oh, no. Go yeah. home. But also, we did get um, Maddie and Jules. And I was going to ask Eleanor if you want to be Maddie and Jules, because I think that's more our energy. Mm-hmm. And they were apparently yes. great buddies. And I loved it that was the best thing bowling gave us i agree and yes i do clean and, and i went it... bowling once and i did better than her we both lost i think we were <laughs> last place and second to last place but i was second to last well I'll, I'll have you know when i first got here and i joined my new team we went bowling as a team and i won both times so check and make baby good job um, also, the hottest thing about Nate is his... I was trying to give this man some redeeming qualities, and all I came up with is his truck, and he's tall. Yeah, truck doesn't do it for me. Tall and does it for me, but not the rest of Neither of those make up for any of the other things he does. No. So. There's a little bit too much to, to overlook there. Oh, and then, like, we're definitely gonna be over time, because apparently we just love Euphoria. But then Nate does the weirdest thing in the world. He goes to break up with Cassie, and he picks her up in his little truck, and they go to this unfinished construction site that his father, I suppose, worked yeah. on. Yeah, Cassie's like, where are you taking me? I've never th- been this side of town before. Where are we going? And Nate's just driving silently. Which, one, hop out the car at that point, okay? Hop out the whip, and then you don't hop back in, in the words of Danny Gonzalez. Two, it's unfinished houses. That's a good song. Danny Gonzalez has a song called Hop Out the Whip. Stop talking. He goes, he goes Hop Out the Whip. Out the whip. Hop back in. Hop back in. Hop Out the Whip. That's my shit. That's great. Anyway, um, then if my man took me to a construction site, whether his father owned the construction site or not, not 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 my not interested in it. No, it'd be even worse if his father owned it because then you know what his father can do? Help in the cover up. Because she's obviously going to get murdered. I would have called an Uber. And then also, to be fair, Cassie gets real stupid later. But like he takes her to these. He's like, oh, babe, look at these unfinished houses. Isn't this romantic? I dreamt you were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is all this is all happening at the same time. That's exactly how he says it, too. (laughs) Like what? And then you know how I know Cassie's crazy because she doesn't run away screaming. I just, oh, I don't, Mm-mm. I don't trust him. And then she like takes off running through this empty construction site. What is her plan? She has never been here. Nate was her ride <laughs> to the construction site. <laughs> what does she think is going to happen? She doesn't. Anyway, then we get to the, we mentioned this earlier. We talked about it before, but this is when it happens. Um, Cal Jake, as Lexi has ridden over to to Fess's store to warn oh, him Oh, I just completely... Coming. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she runs over... She rides over to warn him that Cal's um, coming. And Fez... I said, Fez is like, please pretend Faye isn't here. I'm. That's what I'm doing. Because Lexi sees Faye and then she's like, oh, I just came to get, like, a drink. And Fez goes, okay, well, we got plenty of those. <laughs> and then Cal shows up with his gun. And I wrote, is this man really going to shoot up kids for beating up his son? Like, just beat Fez up. Not that that's better. And, like, he shouldn't do that. But, like, I just feel like an eye for an eye, not an eye for let me murder you. Oh, so, like, but a little bit before this, we, we, when, uh, right after we learned that Faye has been, um, uh, traded to Fez, um, mm-hmm. Fez 
uh, well, Rue says that Ashtray was so pissed off at Fez that he couldn't even talk to him. Like, Ashtray talks? <laughs> he does. He just went from one word to no words. Also, <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes earlier, um, I like that, because I think Fez says to Faye, don't talk to Ash, and I'm glad that don't talk to Ash is a house rule. Because, um, uh, to be mm-hmm. fair, not that Ash was going to respond to anybody. And then like, you, you Cal shows up, that. and Ash his radar is going and we all know he does not play about fez so he's got a gun and a box of fruit loops i'm pretty sure and he's like just well, yeah where for else would you keep it chance to use it that's like when uh i see this in law this is how i i learned people to do this in law and orders if you see like a cereal box in the fridge people probably put money in there so like obviously the cereal box is just the go-to hiding place because like yeah where else where would you look if you were searching for things I know in um, Pretty Little Liars, one of the moms hides a bunch of cash in lasagna noodles, like in yeah. a box of lasagna noodles, but like in like in between the noodles. It's that's smarter. Yeah, that's more likely to be in the freezer, a cereal box or the pantry. Yeah. Do you have to keep guns in the f- fridge? I don't think you can put a gun in the fridge. I feel like that would mess with it the moisture or okay. something but like also i don't know how the gun works shocking i know <laughs> and you say you're from florida well see uh, i made it out of florida that was because i don't know how mm, guns okay, work. okay. <laughs> and then i think this is a quote of I, I um my my notes got a little less um clear here but i wrote down there's no darkness it's just sweet i don't know if that'll ever be enough for me and i think that it was either maddie about nate mm-hmm no, uh, so that is, um, it's Maddie about Nate because um, right after their their bowling date that isn't a date, um, mm-hmm. Kat and Ethan walk off to Ethan's car, I oh, guess, yeah. and they're like, see you in three minutes. And then Maddie and Jules are left waiting on the curb, like, what are they going to do in three minutes? And then they start talking and uh, yeah, Maddie sa- says... I don't think I can... I, I might get back together with Nate and then says... Yeah, there's no darkness. Yeah. It's just sweet. I don't know if that'll ever be enough for me. And also, now that I'm thinking about it, Jules has experience with Nate on that level, which I assume Maddie doesn't know. But, like, even if she didn't, we all know Nate's crazy. Well, but, like... Maddie... Well, I don't think... No, that's... You're right. You're right. I don't think... I don't think Jules would have brought that up, and I definitely don't think Nate told her. No. But yeah, I just think I, I, I was getting confused because Maddie has the disc of Jules and Nate's dad, but Nate's dad and Nate are not the same person what? in some ways in this one very specific way. Yes, but um, I do like that they give Maddie this to grapple with continuously. And I do appreciate that it's not like she recognizes that it's a problem. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, because I think it would have been very easy to just like, I don't know, Stockholm syndrome her or her to be like, I love him even though he's bad, but like not delve into it beyond that. And I do think they give her some more depth beyond just that, especially now. I think she's kind of realizing even if she loves him despite what he does to her, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And I also do think they gave, it, they gave it a realistic timeline rather than it just being a turnaround in two seconds. Like, I love him. Oh my God, he's crazy. Like, she, she's kind of got to come to terms with that. Yeah. And no. Jules says, sorry, Jules says to Maddie, uh, like, I wish you could see yourself how the world sees you, which I, which I think mm-hmm. was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
I don't think I could, we're back to ruin her Narcotics Anonymous when she decided to go smoke, smoke weed before she went to Narcotics Anonymous. But um, I don't think I could be in a faith-based program. I'm surprised. I suppose that if it's a small town, there's not many options, but I'm surprised. Well, actually, um, a lot of um, AA and by extension, kind of most of the anonymouses are faith-based and like you mm-hmm. can't really divorce them. And I think that's very, very predatory and I do not like it, but that's not yeah. the show we're having right now. No, no, I don't I, think I, you I can... agree with that. I know most of them are, I, but like, and again, it's a small town. So like thinking of it, it's probably not many other options. And then I do think the church comes up quite a few times as a theme in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think I could do a faith-based program. I don't, I also don't trust them. Not like, even if it's not, I do think they're predatory, but even if they are trying not to be, I just think inherently it's, it's two things you shouldn't tie together because it, because if you recover, that's always going to be tied to the faith. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You can't, it's really hard to separate those two. And if you don't really believe in the faith, I think that could cause issues with your recovery then. But anyway, also, not the show we're having. I don't think I could do a faith-based program. Um, I said Ali driving Rue home is us. Um, he was waxing poetic about jazz music. And she and wanted Rue to be was anyone just else but disassociating. that mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I wrote down, that man is 54. Um, black don't crack. I didn't write that down, but black don't crack. I can't believe that man's 54. I think Ali is the most handsome man in the entire show. I love Fez, and Fez is my number one man. But just objectively, Ali is so handsome. One of the first things um, Kalina said to me, like, ever. I don't um, think that's true. It was, it's definitely one of those things I remember you saying to me. I could have said that, which, like, yesterday then. No, it was definitely, it was definitely um, during our undergrad. It was definitely either our first or second year. She, I think, just hung up on the phone with her mom or something. And it's like, she said to me, my mom thinks I'm going to marry an old man. And I was like. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Shut up. First of all, okay. Listen, leave me alone. Oh, he's very handsome. (laughs) Oh, he is incredibly handsome. But, like, also you're going to marry an old man. Yeah. Anyway, and then my last two notes are homie switch tracks real fast from Nate... Why does a drug dealer want to beat you up to? I want to apologize, but I don't remember what that was about. But I do remember Nate reveals to Cal at the um, that he has the CD. Well, he doesn't have the CD. Because Cal's like, where's the CD? Who has it? And then Nate just smiles. Oh, uh, so Cal goes up to somebody, to, to Nate, and is like, do you want to explain to me why some two-bit drug dealer uh, beat you up? Oh, yeah. And Cal's like, do you really want to have this conversation? And he's like, yeah. And Nate's like, well, let's talk in there because I don't think you want um, my mother, your wife of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. he switched up real fast to how dare a drug dealer want to beat you up to be like, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Can we... <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> well, um, also, just on the point of uh, missing plot points and, and whatnot, um, I see. I saw a lot of buzz about the third Jacobs brother. I am fully convinced um, they shot the pilot just a lot <laughs> earlier than the rest yeah. of it, and they completely forgot. And they're never going to talk about it again because if they brought it up, they would have to admit that they made a mistake. And I don't think they're going to do that. Um, they're also big proponents of just dropping storylines, so they mm-hmm. think they'll be fine. They're like, oh my god, he, that's crazy, there's another one? No, there's not. What do you mean? 
But anyway, That's yeah, at the very end, we learn that, uh, well, Nate doesn't have the disc, but somebody does. Woohoo! Oh my god. It's Maddie. Um, Which then thank leads you. to the worst scene, I think. Oh, in this yeah. The, j- it's we will good. have to dedicate 15 minutes to that next oh week. Oh my god. A loose next week, but next week. In the next week, week that we talk one. about this. In a week that comes after this one right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sorry, I'm looking thoughts? at the soundtrack for this episode, and one of the songs is called Henny Things Possible. Like Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a good song in here called She Brings the Rain by Can. I like that one. There's an even better song called Haunted by Laura Less. Yes, you did bring that up, Haunted. Well, I know I'm just bringing it up again because you said the word song. Yes, I know. No, I'm just saying. I, I, I forgot to mention it for you as well. But anything. Anyway. I'm yeah, the songs the are pretty good on possible. this one. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to go do laundry. And So equally as fun. Friday. What are we talking about Friday? Oh, we're talking about our favorite man. See how we talked about him? We recorded it yesterday, Eleanor. Yeah, so catch us Friday. We're going to talk about our favorite man, Fezco. Uh, I mean, like, I think he and the guy we're talking about in Fezco. Unfortunately, I do think we actually mentioned Fezco in that episode. Uh, But catch us Friday where we talk about um, a very current album, which is new for us. And we talk about Pete Davidson today and we talk about Pete Davidson then. So tune in. We're always talking about Pete Davidson, unfortunately. I have been Kalina. And I have been Eleanor. We'll see you next time. Yes, we will. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.